Welcome back to another episode of the Legendary Life Podcast. I'm your host, Ted Rice. This is the show that's all about taking your health, body, and life to that next level. And today I've got a badass interview for you. But I want to tell you, today is the last day that we're opening the Legendary Coaching Program. So if you've been thinking about joining, if you've been wanting to join, you've been hearing about all the people who have gone and are going through the program and getting great results, and you want to be part of that group, go to legendarylifepodcast.com slash coaching and sign up now. We're not going to open again until the summer, maybe July, and then we're not going to open it again until next year or the end of the year. So you have this chance now to make 2017 your best year ever, the year that you take control of your health and fitness. And that's also why I put together that free video training series. So if you just started listening to the podcast and you don't you don't want to sign up to six months of coaching with me because you're like, oh, I just started listening. Totally understand. That's why we put together this offer for you. So if you're new to the show, if you haven't heard that many episodes yet, go to legendarylifepodcast.com slash free. That's F-R-E-E. And sign up there. You'll get a little something for free. And you'll also see what we have going on, a little introductory offer that we put together just for the people who are new and who have just started listening to the podcast. What you'll get is a free training. So something a little bit more in depth than what I go through on the podcast. I know we dive deep in these podcasts, but you'll get a video training. So you'll get to see some of the things. So it's another level. We put that together for you and a little introductory offer. So again, go to legendarylifepodcast.com slash free and download that now. So let's talk about today's guest. His name is Aubrey Marcus. He is the founder and CEO of the nutrition and lifestyle company on it. They have exercise equipment, they have supplements, they have functional foods, they have all these things that they offer on their website. But Today, we're going to dive into Aubrey's story and how he got started with Onnit because Onnit is on the Inc. 500 list. It's one of the fastest growing companies, and it's because of Aubrey, his leadership, what he stands for. But he wasn't always in this position. He didn't always know how to be the person that he is today, but it's because of who he's become over the years that he was able to come up with on it and create the relationships that he has because those relationships like with Joe Rogan and all the podcasters he knows like Adam Carolla and and more that's what has propelled him into the space that he's at now where he's literally living his, his dream his truth he is on his path he knows his mission and he's here to help you today to help find your mission, to find your path. And we talk about fitness too and Aubrey's holistic approach to taking care of his body and why it's so important for him to be at his best to run the company that he does. Enough talk. Let's get to the interview with Aubrey Marcus from On. Aubrey Marcus, welcome to the Legendary Life Podcast. Happy to be here. Thank you. Yeah. And as I was telling you earlier, it's a real honor and a pleasure to have you on. I've been learning from you, been inspired 
by you, by watching your talks. I saw you at Changing the Game, a, a fitness conference a couple years back, and it's just awesome to finally connect. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's cool when there's, you know, some synchronicity like that. And, um, you know, we got to, I got to speak in person and now uh, get to drop some stuff on the podcast. So let's get after it. Absolutely. And I'm wearing an Onnit tank top and I've got my Onnit <laughs> Primate kettlebells, primal bells in the other room. All right. Repping it. I love it. Appreciate yeah. the support. Well, cool, man. Well, listen, everybody is familiar with Ana. I think they've at least seen the ads, if not have bought your products or read some of the content that you put out or Total Human Optimization podcast or your own podcast. But before you built it into an Inc. 500 company, you weren't living this type of life where I think everybody looks at you right now, Aubrey, and just like, man, that's a guy on his path. He's living his truth. He's on his mission. So Aubrey, thanks for sharing that, man. And I know a lot of people can relate to that place you were in before because people share their stories with me who listen to the show. And a lot of, even one individual described his job as soul crushing. And another individual, he was talking about how he's doing really well as an attorney, but he's not following the path that he really wants to be on in life. And this guy's Ivy League educated. And by all measures of most people's standards, you know, he's a successful guy, but yet he's not happy. And I would love for you to talk a little bit about how do you get on that path? And you mentioned the, the ups, the downs, the failures, the successes, and how that all led you to this point where you were able to truly be one. I've, I've heard you say, you know, there's no difference between business and life for you. It's got to be an extension or, or a part or a branch of, of who you are and, and what you do day to day. Can you talk a little bit about how you would coach someone or where you would tell them to start if they were in that position? Because I feel like the majority of people are. I mean, that's why they're on Facebook at 1, 1 to 3 p.m., right? Yeah. I mean, uh, or they're just taking a shit, you know, at 1 to 3 p.m. <laughs> that's a great time to hop on Facebook. Actually, that's the time when I do coach people. I recommend they do get on social media, you know. Take your time. Eliminate all the things you need to eliminate. You know, get, get your social media out of the way. But, but yeah, but on a, on a more serious note, you know, I think that question is a very good one. And it's one of the reasons why I developed my online coaching platform in this course that I launched called Go For Your Win. That's the terminology I use to describe exactly what you're saying. It's going for your win, your unique win, whatever that is. And everybody's win is going to be different. And a win is not defined by the rules and by the game that society says. It has to be wealth. It has to be fame. It has to be all of this nonsense that, that people say is a win. It's what your win is. It's what's going to ultimately satisfy you to the greatest extent and um you know the course has three parts the first is to identify your mission because i think everything everything starts with mission you know you have to know what your mission in life is and then once you know your mission then you can start to figure out how all the pieces will support that mission and then from there you have to train your essential skills you have to train the skills that are going to allow you to accomplish the mission and after and then the third part of the course is learning to deal with and overcome resistance, identify these forces of resistance and overcome them. You know, for me, one of those forces, as I mentioned, was this idea that it was too late. And that was just an excuse for me, delaying me from getting started and from working and 
with as much belief and confidence in what I was doing because I had this limiting belief that it was already too late. And that's just one microcosm, one mask of the greater capital R resistance. But, you know, we kind of go through all of these different ways that resistance will show up and the skills you need to, to get there and, and, you know, tools to identify your mission. Yeah, I love it. And uh, I'll have the link to that up. So go for your win on AubreyMarcus.com. I'll make mm-hmm. sure if you're listening right now and you're interested in that, I'll put the link up in the show notes so you can find what Aubrey is talking about. And yeah, I taking it that you're a big fan of the book War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. I am. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, War of Art, Turning Pro. I've read so many of Stephen's books on the nonfiction side, The Authentic Swing, The Warrior Ethos. War of Art started it off. Yeah, fantastic book. And if you're listening, if you haven't heard that, because I listened to the audiobook, I didn't read the book. It's just an amazing kick in the ass to get you past all the excuses. So yeah, excellent book. And uh, have you interviewed him, by the way? I did with Joe Rogan on the Joe Rogan Experience. Oh, awesome. Yeah, very cool. I've got to check that one out. Joe puts out so much content, it's hard to keep track of. But I've watched you on there a few times as well. So uh, we're talking about purpose and overcoming resistance. How does health and fitness factor into that for you? Well, I think, you know, I have a very holistic philosophy. You know, I don't think anything works in a vacuum. You know, the body is our vehicle to enjoy and experience this life and, and what allows us in many ways to go for our win in this experience. So you have to you have to take care of it. It's like planning a, a giant road trip, but not paying attention to your car. You know, like you have to make sure that the car is going to get you along the journey that you want to go. That's what our body is. And so making sure that you have enough energy and that you have enough vitality to achieve what you want to achieve is vital. And so, you know, I pay a lot of attention to that. That's that kind of foundational layer because it's very difficult to reach even levels of, of higher consciousness when your body is constantly nagging at you. It's just imagine being sick, you know, like it's not the easiest thing to meditate or go floating or do any of the yoga, static dance, any of these practices that are great for achieving consciousness when your body is sick or injured or out of commission. So definitely paying a lot of attention to that is is a key part of the platform. There's also a quote from my friend Daniele Bellelli who says, you know, when you cultivate the wild wolf within, which is like the, our own primal nature, that even when the mind is in doubt, the body can provide tangible proof. So it performs this kind of foundation of confidence that you can fall back on. Now, there's a caveat there that you can't, you shouldn't become too reliant on the body because, you know, something may take that away from you and you have to find other supports of strength. But if you can, you know, allocate and commandeer that resource to be a, to be a strong ally in your fight, you know, you absolutely should. Yeah. No, well, well put it. I love that quote. Say it one more time for us, please. When you cultivate the wild wolf within, even when the mind is in doubt, the body provides tangible proof. Wow. I love that. Yeah. So even when your mind is doubting, you can rely back on, well, look at, you know, look at this powerful sort of force that you are. Yeah. I love that, man. I love that. And I'll tell you, I know we don't, you don't know much about me, but you do a ton of interviews, but health and fitness got me through a very tough time 
when my brother was kidnapped and murdered when I was 19. Literally saved my life, and I don't have any clue where I'd be without it, except in a very bad place, you know, in prison or whatever. But that's what led me into fitness. And like you said, also, I also started to learn that as it built me up, as it started to make me more confident and and more clear-minded, I also realized it wasn't the only thing that I needed to focus on. I needed to build my communication skills and build relationships. Can you talk a little bit about how health and fitness helped you overcome a tough time or can you give an example of when? Yeah, every fucking day. (laughs) I mean, honestly, like that's, that's my respite. Like that's my, that's the place where I go to let everything go. You know, it's like a, it's really a type of home for me, you know, where no matter what's going on in the day, you know, I, I do my best to manage stress with all of the personal practices I can and the mindsets that I work on. But you know, ultimately, uh, the stakes are high, you know, the stakes are high when you're running a company this size and have the ambitions that I have. And as much as I try and clean the attachments, like, you know, sweeping the floor of the dojo every day, I work to clean the attachments. Eventually, the residue of stress builds up. And, you know, me going to the gym and swinging some kettlebells, I just posted a video, one of my favorite kettlebell exercises on Instagram yesterday, like just really wringing out all of that tension from the body. Was that the double windmill? Um, it's essential. The double windmill. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's a great One of my exercise. favorite exercises. Yeah, you know, going in and doing that, you know, in some way or form every day. It doesn't always have to be in the gym. It could be outside playing around. And, you know, I got a slack line and archery and knives and hatchets that I throw. And, you know, I love going out in nature when I get the chance and hiking around. But it's some kind of physical activity is essential to my mental well-being. And it's one of the challenges when, when I am you know, under the weather and I'm not able to work out, it really puts, you know, puts these practices to the test because then I have to really rely on purely my mindset practices to, you know, reduce the stress and and get me in a, in the right mindset. Yeah. Well said. And one of the things I, every day, I mean, when I look at you, I know you work hard. I know you have a lot of stress on you and you have big aspirations and and ambition for what you want to do with on it. But I get the impression that you're kind of living the dream. Is it, I know it's not all, you know, sunshine and roses and rainbows, but do you really have those times running on it more recently that, that it gets tough for you? I am absolutely living the dream. And I think most of us are, it's just our mind that tells us otherwise, you know, it's when we, when we lose sight of the present moment and we start living in the future possibilities or living in, in, you know, kind of past regrets that we can put ourselves into hell. You know, we can take any sunshine, roses and rainbows and turn it into a, uh, you know, a dark prison of our own mind. And I think that's just the, that's just the battle. You know, the battle is to recognize that we are in paradise for the most part. And we have that choice to access that just by simply acknowledging the present moment. But sometimes it's easier said than done, you know, especially with, you know, certain situations. And it seems to come cyclical. You know, there'll be challenges that'll mount and kind of accumulate around a certain point in time. And then that'll kind of release. And, you know, I think one of my good friends uh, who has uh, a big understanding of Buddhist philosophy, you know, talks about 
sadhana, which is spiritual practice. And, you know, talking about how life is our spiritual practice, like these external forces that we have to deal with are just opportunities for us to hone our internal practices, our hone our own samurai sword, so to speak. They provide the external provides the grindstone that we can we can sharpen that against. And I think just keeping that perspective, which no matter how much I know it, you know, I'll temporarily lose it and then find it. And, you know, I, I think cumulatively over time, my goal is to make the finding come a little bit quicker. So I'm lost in my own hell for shorter and shorter periods of time until, you know, ultimately, hopefully I can just live in that in that paradise, regardless of what external forces are, are happening around me. Yeah, I love that. And I, it's such a great point that even someone who's living their dream like you are and and th with legendary life i've been in the fitness business for 18 years and it took me 15 of many ups and downs and all sorts of things to get to this point where i feel like legendary life like is an extension of my life it's what i want to do where it takes me or what happens and you know it's that remains to be seen but i feel like i'm living life but even you we fall off, you fall off, and it's really about bouncing back on. And I have a lot of people in my online coaching group who they all fell off the fitness wagon during the past couple months with the holidays and the craziness and the traveling. And, you know, it's just part of life to get thrown off no matter where you are or what journey that you're on. Mm -hmm. Aubrey, you talk a lot about being a warrior and, in fact, that changing the game you you played for us a video about being a warrior. What, what does being a warrior mean to you and why is it important? And what Steven Pinker would say is the most peaceful time of all human history. Yeah. Depends on how you define peace. <laughs> you know, I think there's a classical sense of the word warrior, one who goes to war and war being in the, in the classical sense, something having to do with killing other people. You know, well, the way I define warrior and war are a bit differently. I use a more metaphorical approach. The war is being waged every moment within our own minds. It's us versus the forces of resistance inside ourselves. That's really the most significant battle. And to me, a warrior is the person who shows up every day willing to to lay it on the line to fight those forces of, of resistance to achieve what they internally want to achieve, to go for their win. You know, that's what a warrior is. And, you know, I borrowed a lot of that from Toltec philosophy. You know, Carlos Castaneda was my first exposure. He was, if you look, look at him biographically, he's a bit of a madman, but he had some brilliant writing and some brilliant quotes. You know, one of my favorite quotes is, we choose only once to be warriors or ordinary. And, you know, that's a significant quote for me because it's, it's about that mindset. It's about you choose whether to look at every challenge that comes as an opportunity or whether you look at every everything in your life as a blessing or a curse. Mm. You know, it's whether you have that attitude of like, all right, what's my next challenge? You know, what's the next thing I need to overcome? Or you look at it like, oh, woe is me, FML, everything sucks, I'm just blah, blah, blah. You know, throwing that pity party, you know, that's not the warrior mentality. And and so to me, a warrior is just a mindset. You know, it has nothing to do with guns or swords or knives or anything like that. It has to do with, you know, how you show up, how you show up internally, how you show up against those forces that are looking to drag you into hell. Yeah, I hear that. One force that's out there 
where you've influenced me business-wise and uh, is you, you have a great talk on your website, Aubrey Marcus, called Truth is the New Marketing. And it's a phenomenal talk and everybody listening, regardless if you run your own business or, or not, you should watch that talk. It's 20 minutes of Aubrey talking about his experience building on it, but also about being honest with ourselves, with the people in our lives, and if you're in business with customers. Can you talk a little bit about why that is so important? Well, I think there's two levels that it's important. For one, I think we're entering a world where that is the most effective strategy. I think there once was a time where more kind of parasitic practices could help get you ahead. People were naive and more trusting of the world and trusting of big companies and corporations and companies and corporations were able to get away with and actually profit from really taking advantage of their customers, whether that's, uh, you know, whatever practice that was, you know, really taking advantage of the people they're dealing with. And, but I think that paradigm is over. I think with the spread of information on the web, the way that people talk to each other on social media, the, I think we're all being called to a higher standard now. And the people who are violating that standard are getting exposed quicker and quicker. I think while still a lot of that exists, especially in the, in the massive corporations where there's very little competition, like, you know, cell phone providers and things like that. I mean, they can get away with some of this shadier stuff just because there aren't great options. But for another entrepreneur who's smaller coming up, you'll get put on blast so fast that, you know, it, your game's going to be over before it even begun. So for one, it's effective for two. That's part of, you know, you got you to gotta look at what your mission in life is. Is your mission in life to take from everyone else and get as far ahead personally at anyone else's expense? Or is your mission to leave the world greater than how you found it, to advance human happiness and human consciousness? You got to look at that. And then you got to look at the balance of reciprocity. You know, in order to do that, you have to be at least providing equal to what you're, to what you're receiving. And if not, then ideally you're providing more than what you're receiving, more value in the products or services that that you're offering than what you're receiving in monetary compensation. And, you know, it's really an internal compass, but, you know, you have to be comfortable with that fact that you're providing more than what you receive. And any time that you're being dishonest, you know, that's really like practicing the, the dark arts. That's kind of black magic. That's taking something from someone without their knowledge. And it's difficult to impossible to have any sense of reciprocity and any sense of balance if you're practicing that way. So, you know, I, I think it's twofold. One, it's effective. And two, it's, you know, the way to live the life where, you know, you don't have to carry that burden of guilt that you know that you're putting out as much positivity and everything you receive, you deserve. Absolutely. And unless you're a sociopath, right? Which right. most of us are not. And then once we go down that path of using deception or, you know, dishonesty just to get ahead or screwing someone over. I don't remember the exact words you said, but it leaves a mark on us and it makes mm -hmm. us feel less than worthy. It makes us feel like we don't deserve things. Sure. And what's kind of interesting is I've been in Miami Beach. I've been a personal trainer here working with celebrities and, you know, CEOs of multi-million dollar companies that are not nearly as cool or well-known as on it, but, but very successful companies. And I've seen over the years, 
the individuals who really had it together, had their mindset right, and, and were coming from, you know, maybe they're not the most conscious person in the world, but they're not screwing people over. You could see those people were so much more emotionally healthy. And the people who didn't, they drank too much. They did too many drugs. They, they ate steak dinners with two or three bottles of wine every night. They were just so unhealthy, so unhappy and living this, this lie and just trying to find doing things during the day to make money and then trying to medicate themselves at night for presumably all the, the stuff they'd done during the day. I feel like what you are is you're part of that, that movement, that awakening of consciousness where we're all trying to have meaning to our money, meaning to our lives. And, and I gotta, I gotta thank you for that and recognize you for that being a leader, you know, and and really showing people the way. And definitely you've inspired me. I appreciate that. Yeah. I think you you touched on an interesting point there. I think when you know that you're doing something that is taking advantage of people, you know, the internal judge, the internal kind of compass that we have seeks uh, it seeks fairness and it seeks balance. And I think a lot of people don't realize that they're subtly sabotaging their happiness as retribution for what they're taking from the world. Mm. You know, like if you don't feel like you deserve, you know, all of the things that you've got, then you're going to internally punish yourself. And I think that's, you know, why a lot of people, you know, even when they have all of these, all of the physical things that they've been looking for, if they haven't been acquiring those in a way that they feel good about, they're going to punish themselves emotionally. And that, and then they're going to seek to escape from that emotional punishment and that mental punishment with, as you said, all of the distraction and medication. And, you know, I think to really get everything healthy from the core, you have to make sure to pay attention to that balance of reciprocity. And I also think that you can go too far, you know, and where you try to convince yourself that everything you're doing is only for other people. That's also a trap because, you know, we are always going to have our own personal motivations and our personal desires. And that's okay too. You know, it's, it's not, I don't think we should hold people to a standard of being completely selfless because that doesn't work. It's why communism fails every time. You know, it's like people ultimately have self-interest and I think you have to acknowledge that self-interest, but just focus on that balance, you know, focus on reciprocity. Yes. There is such a thing as a win-win situation, you know, like, it can be a win for your customers and a win for you, and both of y'all can be happy. You know, it doesn't need to be a zero-sum game where you're both competing over this this limited amount of resources, and there's a winner and there's a loser. There can be this kind of win-win scenario, and I think that really is the the new paradigm. It's about creating these win-win scenarios where the individual wins and then the collective wins as well. Yeah, well, I think the the name for uh, the the technical name for it is non zero sum, right? Mm-hmm. It's called exactly. non zero sum. Yeah, and that's so great to hear because one thing that I've heard from a lot of my clients in the past is, oh, it's a zero sum game, and it's like they just repeated that so many times in their their mind that they they believe it, and it's not true because there's so many examples of people working together to make something great happen. Like uh, Jason Havey was actually on legendary life. And he was talking about how people just want to work it on it. They want to intern there for free just because they want to be around that environment. And I think also Simon Sinek with what he's talking about with leadership and, and people, we are drawn to the people who protect us, who care for us and who have our backs. And 
that's just how human beings function. And one of the reasons I love listening to Joe Rogan and, and, uh, and you so much is because we're becoming more aware of what we are as human beings, these primates, and also what helps our brains, our emotions function the best. And I believe everything that you've talked about here today is all about that. It's like, this is how, if you're not a sociopath, you don't have any serious like disorder. This is how we all kind of function. We're all the same in that way. We all want to enjoy life. We all want to be happy. We all want to have meaning in our lives. And it's just the awakening of consciousness that's happening. And it's an amazing time to be alive. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It is, uh, you know, it is truly an incredible time. And um, it's the best of times. And if we also have the choice in our own mind to make it the worst of times, <laughs> you know, I mean, and that's, the, that's the paradox of, of life is, but certainly with all of the opportunity we have, you know, there's every reason to really thrive and be happy. And, and I think it's just about understanding your own programming, your own software, your own hardware, and making sure that you, you do your best to get that in proper alignment. And then, you know, play, play this game out, play it hard, play it to the fullest extent that, that you're capable. And, uh, and that's, that's really what it's about. Yeah, I love it. Well, one more question. And then I know you're a busy guy and, and you have a ton of things to take care of, but I'd love to hear about you, you mentioned your relationship with Joe Rogan. You guys are partners and on it, and, or he has a stake in the company. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned how truth was and honesty was such an integral part of, of how you do business together and how you maintain business and how that transitioned into this beautiful friendship you have with him. And you also mentioned when you first learned, I don't even think that you met Joe yet, but you first learned about him and you just knew you're like, I'm going to meet that guy one day. I'm going to hmm. do something with that guy. Can you talk about that whole uh, friendship that, that developed from just that idea? Yeah, that's, you know, it, it's interesting because I think it's uh, people, people kind of think about friendships as something that's just pure circumstance, you know, like, oh, well, this circumstantial thing happened. It just so happened. My very best friend lived right down the street. You know right, what I mean? Right. And, <laughs> and sometimes that can happen, but sometimes you just make friends with the people you're around, you know? So true. Uh, Joe was one of those examples of he was somebody that I could see a, a kindred spirit and I could see where what I could offer, what he could offer to a friendship was really substantial. And, and I had just this instinct that, and I'm sure a lot of people probably felt that with Joe and, you know, just cause he's, he's such a good guy and it comes across in his comedy and whatever. But I really kept the faith that, that that was what was supposed to happen and what I was going to try and create. So yeah, I, I just set up a meeting to talk about some podcast advertising and ended up being a four hour conversation about psychedelics and super volcanoes and <laughs> aliens and all the stuff that we mutually like together. And, and the friendship just blossomed from there. And I've learned a lot from Joe, you know, I, Really, he's, you know, someone I consider both friend and, and mentor is just relentless commitment to truth. You know, his relentless commitment to to honesty, honest self-reflection, introspection and just playing it at 100. You know, that guy is he's just ruthlessly committed to that and not afraid to be wrong, not afraid to be like, oh, man, look how dumb I was <laughs> like mm -hmm. two hours ago. You know, like it's really just inspiring to see that because. 
in a world where egos tend to be dominant in men particularly and, and women too but men particularly in positions of power the ego is such a dominant force and yeah. you know he actively does such a good job of reflecting upon that and and uh, and making sure that that doesn't become the dominant force in his life and, and the tools that he uses are similar to the tools that I like to use floating and meditation and psychedelics and yoga and that these forces that are like the ego are powerful and I think you need to meet them you know as a warrior with your equally powerful forces to to bring everything in balance to make sure that your best self is running the show not the petty tyrant uh, mm-hmm. that wants to control and dominate and and seem better than everybody else so you know it's it's been a a great friendship and a great partnership. You know, I couldn't ask for a better partner in this company. And it's one of the things that keeps me motivated and inspired. You know, like I want to do a good job, not only for myself, but for him. You know, I, I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm constantly in a position of gratitude where, you know, I'm grateful every day that we were able to do this together. And so, you know, I'm going to go out on my shield before I, I let something bad happen to this company. Yeah, I love that. Well, Aubrey, I'm grateful for having you on the show today. It's been amazing. You're just an amazing guy. You're a leader of this new movement that's happening, this this awakening where people are actually wanting to be healthy, wanting to make a difference, wanting to have meaning in their life and and wanting to pay attention to their bodies. And it's just super cool to connect with you. My honor, my pleasure. And I would love to have you back on the show, but for now, thanks so much. And where would you like people to go to? To I'll have the Go For Your Win link on the, the show notes. Where else would you like them to go? Yeah, I mean, definitely check out um, my Facebook page, you know, facebook.com slash Aubrey Marcus, my Instagram. I put out a lot of inspirational stuff there. And, um, you know, give me a follow. Check that out. And just everybody know, too, like wherever you are, whatever you're doing, it's all good. You know, forgive anything that's happened in the past and just start fresh, you know, dump that lifeless body of everything that's happened before that's holding you back and look at this, this very moment as a new opportunity, because you're not the person that you were before. You know, you're the person who's learned from all of those mistakes. You're the person that's gained from all that experience. You're in truly the best position you've ever been right now listening to this podcast. You are in absolutely the best position you've ever been. So, go from here. You know, this is the best starting point you could ever have. And if you're already well on your way, great, you know, make it another key seminal moment to launch a new campaign and, and, you know, just follow that path with heart, have fun play, enjoy this opportunity, enjoy this game. You know, that would be my, my kind of final message to everybody. Excellent. Powerful words. Aubrey Marcus, thank you so much for your knowledge, your wisdom, but most importantly, your time. I hope This is the first of many, and thank you so much for coming on today. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. Wow. What an inspiring guy. And I'm so glad I asked him about the Joe Rogan relationship because it was so fascinating when he told that story on how he saw Joe, how he wanted to connect with Joe, and how he was able to manifest that into a business relationship, and how it's led to just both of them blowing up. So cool. I hope you're a fan of On It like I am. I love their primal bells, and 
I got a couple other things from them as well. So let's get into the TED's takeaways. And the first one I want to tell you is that even though Aubrey is living his dream, living his life's purpose, he still has a lot of ups and downs. And what are they caused by? You heard it in the interview. It's caused by his own emotions, his own mind. In other words, we are our own worst enemy. And to combat the, the lesser parts of ourselves, we've got to adopt these strategies. That's why I say health and fitness form the foundation for success. That's why I started meditating. That's why I do sleep hygiene. That's why I have all the habits that I have. That's why I work out in, in the morning, even though the research says to work out in the afternoon because you have a better hormonal profile. That may be nice, but you know what? I got my day to get to. I need to be pumped up for my day. And if I don't feel like that right out of bed, which some days I do, some days I don't, but I know when I perform my morning workout and routine, it sets me up for success. And so who cares if my hormonal profile is optimal for strength gains in the afternoon? That 5% difference or whatever it is, doesn't make up for the fact that I spent the whole morning not pumped up and motivated. No go for me. So make sure you have a routine that helps you combat that part of yourself, the, the negative self-talk, because we all have it, no matter where we are in our lives, how successful, how much money we make, how much money we don't make, we all have that. So make sure you have your routine to combat yourself. And the second thing is that there is no, oh, this is over for me, right? And and you heard Aubrey say there was a time when he said, I thought I blew it. I thought I blew my chance at getting what I want in life. But the truth is that's just that part of ourself that brings up resistance. It's just a form of resistance, an obstacle that we put in front of ourselves. It's never too late. I've trained people, and, and of course, this is a health and fitness space that I'm talking about, but it's never too late. I've heard of people in their 60s making businesses and becoming very financially successful. But I've trained people in their 60s and 70s in bad condition, and they were able to make a change. They were able to make a huge change, not just, oh, a little bit of change, a huge change. So never tell yourself that. It's never too late to start. Start today. Never tell yourself that. Or if you do, just admit that you're giving up, but definitely don't cop out and say, oh, it's too late. I already blew my chance because that's bullshit. And the third thing is about truth and honesty. And I want to ask you, how honest are you? How honest are you with the people in your life? How honest are you in business? How honest are you with your employees or your employers? And how honest are you with yourself? Because too many of us, we're afraid to share our truth. Even me, I've done some thinking after speaking to Aubrey and, and thinking about how I can be more honest with you, with myself, with the people in my life, and how to do that in a tactful way. It's really important the way we communicate. And that's why your communication skills are a part of this as well. And if you haven't taken an improv acting class or something like that, I highly recommend that you do because it will bring more of the real you out. 
So ask yourself, how honest are you on a scale of one to 10? How honest are you with your family? How honest are you with your partner, your relationships? How honest are you in your business, either if you're an employee or if you're running the business? How honest are you? How honest are you with yourself on a scale one to 10? Ask yourself that question. And I want to be honest with you. I'm not at a 10 for everything. I want to be more honest. I want to be, and I'll, and I'm even going to do an episode on this idea because it, it really hit me hard when I heard not just the interview today, but when I heard his talk and I'll, I'll make sure I link to the talk because truth is the new marketing. So telling the truth is the new marketing. And it, there were some hard hitting lessons when I watched that and it inspired me to do an episode, which will be up on Thursday about that, uh, to share more of the real with you. So look forward to that. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope you enjoyed the interview. Definitely check out on it. Definitely check out what Aubrey has going on with go for your win. You can find that out at aubreymarcus.com slash go for your win. The link will be up in the show notes. And again, if you want to be part of the coaching group, the legendary coaching group, join today. It's your last day. It'll be shut down for months and it's going to be more expensive when it opens. That's all I've got for you today. Make sure you go to legendarylifepodcast.com slash coaching if you're interested in the group. And if you are new to the podcast, make sure you go to legendarylifepodcast.com slash free to get your free video training and for a special introductory offer that we put together just for you. That's all I've got. Have an amazing rest of your week and I'll speak to you soon. 